Yes, aren't you the picture from the political campaign? A woman was kissing a child who was obviously in pain. She spills with compassion. Is that young child's face in her hand she grips? Can you imagine all that greed and avarice coming down on that child's lips? Well, I hope I don't die too soon. I prayed a lot, my soul to save. Yes, I'll be a good boy. I'm trying so hard to behave Because there's one thing I know I'd like to live long enough to savor That's when it finally puts you in the ground I'll stay Margaret was her matter And the future looked as bright and as clear As the black tar back at her Well, I hope that she sleeps well at night Isn't haunted by every tiny detail When she held that lovely face in her hands all she thought of was betrayal And now the cynical ones Say that it all ends the same in the long run Try telling that to the desperate father who just squeezed the life from his only son and how his only voices in your head and dreams you've never dreamt try telling him the subtle difference between justice and contempt try telling me she isn't angry with this pitiful discontent when they flaunt it in your face as you line up for punishment and then expect you to say thank you straighten up look proud and pleased because you've only got Symptoms you haven't got the whole disease, just like a school boy whose head's like a tin can, filled up with dreams, then pop down the drain. Try telling that to the boys on both sides, being blown. 
Well, I hope you live long now. I pray the Lord you soul to keep. I think I'll be going before we fold our arms and start to weep. I never thought for a moment that human life could be so cheap. But when it's finally put you in the ground They'll stand there laughing and trampling the Great speeches and interviews on Access Sacramento and The Voice. I'm Steve Lerman. Today's program starts out with a debate on legalizing drugs. About 22 million Americans use illegal drugs, and the U.S. has the highest incarceration rate in the world. We call it a war, and for 41 years we have been fighting it. A war on drugs. The estimated cost so far, about $2.5 trillion dollars. The results so far, mixed. So what does it say that voters in Colorado and Washington State recently went to the ballot box and decided to legalize one of the drugs we've been fighting all of these years, weed, pot, marijuana? What is that? Is it treason or is it a facing up to a certain social reality? Those are a lot of questions, but they all boil down to the one that we're going to be debating here tonight, and here it is. Yes or no to this statement, legalize drugs. That is the motion on the table. A debate from Intelligence Squared U.S. I'm John Donvan. We have four superbly qualified debaters who will be arguing for and against it, legalize drugs. We go in three rounds, then the audience votes to choose the winner, and only one side wins. Meeting our debaters on the side arguing for the motion, legalize drugs, Paul Butler, professor of law at Georgetown and former federal prosecutor. After Harvard Law, you clerked for a judge. You worked in corporate law. Uh, You then became a federal prosecutor and worked with the Department of Justice. But then something happened that made you give it all up, and it changed the way you thought about the criminal justice system. What was it? So somebody forgot to tell the police about all those credentials, and I got arrested for a crime I didn't commit. It was when I had the most high-profile case as a prosecutor. I was prosecuting a U.S. senator, and I got locked up. You can read all about it in the first chapter of my book, Let's Get Free, A Hip-Hop Theory of Justice. (laughs) Commercials allowed. And And your partner is? My partner is Nick Gillespie. Ladies and gentlemen, Nick Gillespie. Nick, you are editor-in-chief of the libertarian uh, Reason.com and Reason TV. Uh, I am uh, guilty. You have talked about the fact that you have used both legal and illegal drugs recreationally. Uh, Interestingly, you once lived on a street called Stoner Avenue. But what, what is your take seriously on, the, on the recreational drug use? Is there a danger involved in them? I'd say the only danger is uh, that uh, oftentimes you run out. <laughs> Our motion, legalize drugs. And the team arguing against the motion. Uh, first, ladies and gentlemen, Theodore Dalrymple. 
Theodore Dalrymple is your pen name. We'll say this just once. Your real name is Anthony Daniels, for people who like the specificity. Uh, but you are a writer, uh, a former prison doctor. In prison, you specialized in cases involving drug offenders, and you came away from that experiencing, experience thinking that we have the relationship between crime and drugs wrong. In, in what way, Theodore? Uh, I don't believe in the causative relationship between drugs and crime and bad behavior, actually. Uh, but it's always tempting for people to ascribe uh, human misbehavior to an external factor uh, when actually it's internal. And your partner is? Uh, Asa Hutchinson. Ladies and gentlemen, Asa Hutchinson. Asa Hutchinson, you are uh, a former administrator of the Drug Enforcement Administration. You, you were also um, uh, a long-term member of Congress. You had served two terms. You had just been elected for the third time when President Bush tapped you to uh, go to the uh, DEA. Why did you make the choice to do that? How do you say no to the president when he asks you to do something? (laughs) You try to say yes, uh, jokingly, but uh, seriously, what a great agency. And I wanted to bring not just enforcement efforts to the DEA, but also demand reduction efforts and cooperation with the uh, rehabilitation community. All right, ladies and gentlemen, our four debaters. So on to round one, opening statements from each debater in turn. Our motion is legalize drugs, and here to speak first for the motion, Paul Butler. He is a professor of law at Georgetown, a former federal prosecutor, and one of the nation's most frequently consulted scholars on race and criminal justice. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul Butler. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Paul Butler, and I represent the people. When I was a prosecutor, that's how I would start my opening statements. Uh, I put a lot of people in prison. I was a soldier in the war on drugs, and tonight I'm going to give you a soldier's perspective on why that war is a colossal failure. As a prosecutor, I learned that as many people as I locked up, we weren't making a dent in the drug trade. We were actually making neighborhoods less safe. I was prosecuting a lot of 19- and 20-year-olds for nonviolent drug offenses. Locking up these young people with a bunch of hardcore rapists and murderers was like sending them to finishing school for criminals. If we legalize drugs, we will stop the counterproductive practice of treating kids the same way that we treat violent criminals, and we would all be safer. The United States locks up more people than any country in the history of the world. We have 5% of the world's population and 25% of the world's prisoners. It costs us billions of dollars that we just cannot afford, and it's just as easy to get drugs now as it always has been. What about drug addicts? Um, We know that treatment is a more effective solution than punishment for those people. Most of us are lucky. We don't have a, a crackhead or a meth addict in our family, but everybody's got an alcoholic in the family. But is the answer to make using alcohol a crime? Of course not. We tried that during Prohibition, and it just did not work. All we did was create this illegal, violent market for liquor, just like for other drugs now, and we didn't stop anybody who wanted to from drinking, just like we don't stop anybody now from using drugs. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot of hypocrisy in the war on drugs, but I want to respect you enough to keep it real. Like most Americans, I have used illegal drugs. I wasn't introduced to them at my all-black public elementary school in Chicago, and at my Catholic high school, a lot more kids drank than smoked weed. The first time I was around a lot of people who used drugs was actually at Yale, (laughs) where I went to college. And then at Harvard, where I went to law school. I'm glad I never got caught when I smoked pot. 
And I'm also glad that Barack Obama was not arrested and prosecuted for any of the times that he used cocaine and marijuana. So my final point, ladies and gentlemen, we call it a war on drugs, but it's mainly a war on black people. They are the people who get stopped and frisked. Last year in New York City, 50,000 people got arrested for marijuana possession. 50,000. Almost 90% were black or Latino. That's not who really uses drugs. The National Institute Institute of Health tells us that black people don't use drugs more than any other group. They're about 12% of drug users. But who gets locked up for drug crimes? Almost two-thirds are black. 12% of people who do the crime, 60% of people who do the time. And that's selective prosecution, and it's devastated the African-American community. And that just seems profoundly unfair. My friends, as a civilized society, we shouldn't punish people for being sick. We shouldn't put anybody in a cage based on what they put in their mouths. There's a better way. It's to legalize drugs. Thank you. Paul Butler. Hear great speeches and interviews, your source for in-depth information about the economy, war and peace, and climate change, and more. More speeches and more interviews than the leading brand. Also contains tasty tidbits of humor and song, fortified with more debates than the other brands. All comparisons are fictional. Please tell me the reason. Colors that you fly Love just one nation Lord And the whole world be divided You say you're sorry Lord There is no other choice But God bless the people in No, 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 no Cannot Raise their voice We can chase down All our enemies Yes we can Bring them to the knees We can Bomb the world To pieces But we can't bound it Into peace Oh we may even Find a solution To hunger and disease So I sing out to the masses Scream out if you're still sane To all of us gone crazy Lord, I sing this one refrain We can chase down all our enemies Bring them to their knees We can bomb the world to Bound it into peace. Oh, 
now back to the debate about legalizing drugs. Our motion is legalize drugs, and now here to speak against the motion, Asa Hutchinson. He is the CEO of the Hutchinson Group and a former congressman. He has served as administrator of the Drug Enforcement Administration and as the first undersecretary for the Department of Homeland Security. Ladies and gentlemen, Asa Hutchinson. Thank you. What an exciting evening to debate an important subject for our country and for our future. Paul, great job in your opening remarks. An African-American who also happens to be in a leadership position in the United States attended the Summit of the Americas in Columbia, South America. He said it is okay for us to debate the pros and cons of the war on drugs. But, quote, I personally, in my administration, position is that legalization is not the answer, end quote. That was President Barack Obama. I happen to agree with President Barack Obama. I agree that there are changes that need to be made as we look at how we enforce our laws. I agree that we need to have a robust debate about incarceration policies and what we are doing in our fight against illegal drugs and how much we're devoting to rehabilitation. All of those issues are appropriate to be on the table. So why, why did the president take the position that legalization is not the answer? Perhaps he understood the success that we have achieved whenever we look at the fact that drug use has been cut in half over the last 30 years in our country. Did he want to preside, and I know people, I see some skeptical looks when I say that. That is in your program. That is part of the debate topic and the acknowledgement that over the last 30 years, drug use has been cut in half in our country, and we have a president that says he does not want to see it go up on his watch. And so the president made that decision, both personally, he said, and with his administration. Let's look at the argument that's been presented. They say the current model of prohibition is not working. While that might appeal to the popular culture, it does not pass muster and close examination. In fact, drug usage is down over the last 30 years. Whenever you look at our war on poverty that President Lyndon Johnson proclaimed, what, 30, 35 years ago? Whenever he proclaimed that, have we eliminated poverty today? Does that mean because we have not eliminated poverty that we should stop fighting hunger? Of course not. Well, we call it a war on drugs, which is not by preferred terminology. I believe it is an effort to save lives. It is our youth, it is our families, it is our communities at stake. How do you decrease harmful drugs in our community? Is it by legalization or is it by our present method of saying, let's improve the system, let's make it better, but let's don't throw it out and say we're going to just turn off the spigot and make everything legal. Secondly, they talk about harm. If you believe that addictive and mind-altering drugs, such as heroin, methamphetamine, and cocaine are harmful, if you believe that they are harmful, then ask this question. If you legalize, will it increase or decrease the use and the availability of harmful drugs? And if you increase uh, drug usage, will it increase drug addiction, harmful reaction to it? They cannot show, and I believe the burden is on them, they cannot show that logically and over history that if you decriminalize, if you legalize harmful drugs, that usage is going to go down. That has not been the experience in the Netherlands. It's not been the experience in the United Kingdom. It's not been the experience in Alaska. It has not been the experience in Canada. Usage has gone up. I'm John Donvan, and you're listening to Intelligence Squared U.S. The motion is, the war is over. It is time. To legalize drugs.
I'm John Donvan, and you're listening to Intelligence Squared U.S., Oxford-style debating on America's shores. Welcome back to the program. We are halfway through the opening round of this Intelligence Squared U.S. debate. I'm John Donvan. We have four debaters, two teams of two, fighting it out over this motion, legalize drugs. You have heard two of the opening statements, and now on to the third, debating in support of the motion, legalize drugs, the editor-in-chief of Reason.com and Reason TV. He's the author of the Declaration of Independence... T.S., and described as one of the foremost libertarians in America. Ladies and gentlemen, Nick Gillespie. Uh, You know, you've heard uh, from a self-described soldier in the drug war. You've heard from a general, a commander, former Drug Enforcement Administration personnel in the drug war. You'll hear from a medic in the drug war. I present myself simply as a conscientious objector in the war on drugs. Let me explain a bit of why I think we should legalize drugs. Uh, And and the first, I I want to make two large points. Uh, you know, it, it, it's not a war on drugs. It is a war on racial, ethnic, and age-based minorities because it's kids who get wrapped up in the war on drugs. It's not old people. Any program that has such disparate impacts as the ones that Paul was talking about should come under scrutiny regardless of its intentions and, and its champions. As a 2005 cost-benefit analysis of the war on drugs by the super-conservative American Enterprise Institute, uh, which looked at the effectiveness, uh, the conclusion by uh, David Boyum and Peter Rother was American drug policy has little to show by way of success for that $2.5 trillion that John mentioned at the beginning of the program. Mark Perry, an economist at AEI, has pointed out that between 1970 and 2010, annual spending on drug control has gone up 10 times, while the addiction rate has remained flat. In other words, we have become the world's largest jailer nation without seriously getting better outcomes. The war on drugs is losing the battle for hearts and minds. A recent Rasmussen poll, 8% of people think we're winning the war on drugs. A century of failure has finally woken Americans up to the simple fact that prohibition exacerbates all of the social problems it is supposed to ameliorate. The Rand Corporation and other think tanks have found no consistent correlation between a nation's legal regime towards drugs and use rates. So in some countries you have lax drug laws and high use rates or low use rates. Places like America, we have stern drug laws and high use rates. So if you're concerned about the effects of drug use on society, you should reject the failed policies pursued by often well-meaning but seriously misinformed drug warriors, uh, also known as the loyal opposition here. Now, drug legalization is not a scary prospect. It's not the radical change that its champions claim nor its uh, opponents fear. And let me, as, as I'm winding down, how many of you have tried an illegal drug? Raise your hand. Uh, anybody carrying? And if so, okay. I'll uh, talk to you Nick, later. Nick, for our radio audience, how many hands did you see? Up I think proportion? it was about 100%. How y'all doing? Bill Clinton here. Good to see you. Hey, sweetheart, how you doing? Looking good. Hey, listen, has anybody seen Mitt Romney around? i got to return his binder. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. That's, that's actually not why I'm here. I just wanted to say that, that Hillary Clinton has been an awesome Secretary of State. She's uh, traveled all over the world, gone to countries far, far away, and far away from home, leaving me <laughs> all alone. <laughs> she will be leaving that post soon, and... I don't think anyone's going to be sorrier than I am. (laughs) But let me say something else about my lovely wife. Now, we met in college, and we were having a tough time because I got hit with that whole draft situation, and Hillary was right there by my side. (laughs) 
When I, when I ran unsuccessfully for Congress, Hillary was right there with me. When I lost my second bid for governor of Arkansas, Hillary was right there. And then I was in the White House, that whole impeachment thing in the Senate. Hillary was right by my side. <laughs> and lately with my health situation and a quadruple bypass, Hillary was right there with me. So ladies and gentlemen, What I am trying to say is that Hillary is really bad luck. <laughs> and now, messages from Access Sacramento. 